Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What really happened to Freddie Gray? It's the mystery itself that's the key to the story. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And that means that you will uh, be able to see the Kentucky Derby after the show. 6 o'clock will be just in time for that. That's always big in my household. My mother is a huge racing fan. She basically alternates between saying the rosary and watching the races. It's crazy. And she called to make sure I told my kids who are 9, 10, and 12 years old that she bet for them on the 9, 10, and 12 horses. So when there's a scratch or whatever, I got to figure out what that means. But it totally scandalized, you know, the people in my neighborhood when we first moved in because a lot of religion, non-Catholic religions don't think like gambling and drinking are okay. And she's got the kids jumping up and down for the Kentucky Derby. But uh, there's also another what I guess I'll call uh, alternative sport, big sport in our family today, the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight. My husband's big into boxing, but my mom, too. Her her father was, I think, now his last name was Malarkey, so I'm not sure this is a true story, but I do have pictures. He was Panama Pat, the U.S. Army champ in Panama when they were building the Panama Canal like a hundred years ago. So it's uh, this is a big sports day in an otherwise not very sporty household. But let us not let those things distract us from the real libertarian issue at stake this week. And this is a big one. I mean, I always take the libertarian viewpoint on the news of the week. But this uh, is a very specific threat to our liberty and you're not going to, uh, maybe won't be so obvious to you, but the Freddie Gray case that sparked the Baltimore unrest this week uh, has very serious liberty implications, and that goes to the surveillance state and the police state. So let me just give you, in a nutshell, what the scenario is, what's been happening, what's been in the news, in case you got sick of it, because sometimes with these 24-7 news cycles, you just can't listen to it anymore. But in a nutshell, a young black man, 25 years old, Freddie Gray, uh, was arrested. This was April 12th, and he was there's this half, we're only seeing half of this video from what I can tell, but there was a citizen video of him being dragged into a police van. His uh, legs were limp. He was screaming in pain, apparently. And then uh, whatever happened, we're not so sure. But a week later, after being in a coma, he died. And then earlier this week was his funeral. And at that time, people started to have protests, peaceful and not so peaceful, including um, some destruction, some looting. But I'll tell you, my my sister texted me when this first happened. Did you see the pictures like at least a week or so ago? Did you see the picture of the guy? Cops put him in the van, broke his back, blah, blah, blah. 
And I said, uh, I don't, I'm not following that stuff anymore because it seems to me there's a story like this, like every week, even Obama, when he was addressing this and his remarks this week said, oh, these stories come up every week. You know, without saying why, just dismissing it, like, you know, it seems like it. But I noticed it, and I've been telling you about it, if you are a regular listener to the show, since last year, when it became clear, when Obama stated that he wanted body cameras, that cops should wear cameras on their bodies. He said he wanted that. I think it was in the wake of the Eric Garner case, the guy who was selling loose cigarettes outside the convenience store in New York. But whenever it was, it was last year. And as soon as he said that, I realized what what this all the media hype is for. I mean, it's the the media, I think, is complicit in executing the Rahm Emanuel doctrine, which is never let a good crisis go to waste. So they will tell a story in a certain way. We all remember the Zimmerman 911 tape where one of the major news agencies uh, edited this 911 tape to make it sound worse than it was. I mean, that's how bad this crisis manipulation gets, and it's always for an agenda. And to me, it was for this body camera agenda. So I just don't even have a tendency to pay attention to it. But this one started to kind of uh, get a little bigger than than made sense to me when when this the cover of the Wall Street Journal every day has pictures of Baltimore burning, basically, which I think was exaggerated. But it still got my attention, especially because uh, I noticed that the Walter Scott case, which was the guy in South Carolina a few weeks ago who was caught on a complete citizen video from beginning to end of him being what appears to be gunned down by the cops and evidence planted on him. Nothing could have been clearer. The cop was, it was all caught on video. The cop was arrested and charged with murder, case closed. And if that didn't spark riots, I wondered what 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 must have happened in the Freddie Gray case? I hadn't been following it, but to be an even bigger deal. And so many of these cases like Zimmerman, Eric Garner can be looked at from two different angles, like an, uh, and, and it pits us against each other. But the but a clear cut case like Walter Scott, you would think it would get us to realize it's us versus them and take to the streets and whatever. So the Freddie Gray thing, I figured, must have been even more clear cut. But in fact, it was a lot less clear cut. It's the actual least clear cut one uh, case like this that I've seen, because if you really look, if you read all the articles, as I have read as many as I could to just to find real evidence. Usually there's like all the media hype, but then there's real truth. Like if you dig in like I do, you can find the real story buried in the internet somewhere. And if you've got good truth dar, as I call it, where you can sniff out the truth, you can figure it out or at least come up with a good narrative. And this had nothing. I mean, you really even so six these six cops who were involved in this were all arrested right after this uh, preliminary report from the medical examiner came out. But even that was disputed by a spokesperson from the medical examiner's office. I saw on a CBS News report that the spokesman uh, said that they don't they don't have preliminary reports like that. So there was real questions about the the truth uh, about what's really happening here, really. And almost nothing is undisputed, in my opinion, about the facts of this case. So I was for a moment baffled as why this was the thing that that is freaking people out to the max. And then I returned to my original assessment, which I had thought was too simplistic. But now I I believe it is correct in that 
the difference between the Walter Scott case and the Freddie Gray case was the Walter Scott case was captured completely on video. And that and the cop was immediately brought to justice. There were no riots. Everything was good. Gosh, that video saved the day. But with Freddie Gray, there is there. It's a total mystery. And so now we have riots. The cops are in jail. Is that good or bad? Is it just unjust? We don't know. If only there had been video uh, from stem to stern of the Freddie Gray incident we would have no problems. Everyone would accept the real answer. So I had realized that like on Wednesday and then immediately the, uh, you know, part two of this crisis management or whatever it is, uh, crisis manipulation, exploitation starts bubbling to the surface so that I saw for the, the first major mainstream media story, there was one little thing in a Fox News affiliate, but then on Thursday, I think it was, Senator Scott from South Carolina was on CNN saying if every one of those cops had a camera and we had six different angles of the Freddie Gray incident, we would know exactly what happened right now. So I was all over that. I said, see, they're just, it can't get more obvious. They're laying it out. Well, then uh, it did get more obvious because the very next day, uh, the the administration, White House, Loretta Lynch, the new attorney general, um, the, the kind of uh, inaugural initiative of uh, this new head of the Department of Justice is offering, uh, initiating a $20 million program to get body-worn cameras on cops. That's the thing. That's what they want. And it's, it's when you predict it, so I get like Facebook posts and emails like, oh my gosh, you know, you predicted all this, you saw it coming, whatever. Uh, even I was surprised at how kind of formulaic textbook this is. Now, we don't know. There are real issues. There's real uh, racial uh, issues. There's there's real reasons why people can identify uh, with a feeling of being treated unfairly. I think that's a much bigger and totally and largely separate issue from the police problem, which I think is mostly a problem of not strictly adhering to the Constitution so that the policing gets out of control. And when, as a libertarian, I can tell you, I feel like when the government takes over too many parts of the system, even down to the roads, I mean, so much of the power the cops have to just stop you are because the government owns the roads. So these are things like when I, I'm an extreme libertarian and people say, well, that won't work. That won't work. My argument is if you really want your liberties, you have to truly minimize the power and presence of the government. So I think that those are really major issues, those two things. Uh, the race problem, I want to talk about that, and I want to talk about the policing problem, and even the fact that we are uh, manipulated quite easily by the media, by the government, by the people who want to use our legitimate gripes uh, against, you know, to use them for their own purposes. So, but this. This little, this uh, exploiting this crisis is working so well that I feel like they've decided to layer a whole nother uh, um, layer of kind of crisis exploitation on top of it, which is not only to have body cameras, but to increase federal influence over, if not outright control of the police. And I'm going to lay that out for you. Al Sharpton kind of acting like an Elizabeth Warren type shill, you know, when she came out and said, we need a $22 minimum wage. And then everyone's like, oh, come on, let's just compromise with 10 instead of saying we don't need to increase the minimum wage. 
you know, she kind of throws out something crazy. Al Sharpton came out and said, we need to nationalize the police force, federalize the police. I've got a lot to say about that. But it makes what Obama said about using incentives and grants and um, uh, uh, studies at the federal level to reshape the local police forces. It makes what he says much more reasonable. I don't like any of it, but I'm going to uh Uh, After the break, I'll play, or at the bottom of the hour, I'll play for you Obama in his own words talking about that. But I want to also take some calls talking about if you are uh, in, if you, if this idea of a federal police force scares you. Um, I know that you don't want body cameras because the Georgia legislature uh, killed that this year. I do think we'll end up getting it because that's, that's the plan here. That's what the feds are doing to us. They're, they're kind of absorbing our uh, areas of authority from the states up to the feds. It's an ongoing process. So tell me uh, if you're you know, concerned about a uh, kind of federal influence over the police, about being crammed down these cameras, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Another gorgeous day, 72 degrees outside the studio, a 10 on the Mellish meter, could be an 11. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. And we're talking about what's happening right now uh, in Baltimore. There have been protests, some got ugly, police were arrested for what seems to me circumstantial evidence uh, that they were responsible for the death of Freddie Gray. I can't, I mean, he died in their custody, but there's no information. And it just seemed like a rush to judgment. In the other cases, the cops were brought before a grand jury, which is the first line of the Fifth Amendment, that they are entitled to a grand jury. But the way the criminal justice system is these days, they have all sorts of kind of workarounds. They'll get their grand jury eventually. But it just seems, uh, you know, this case just seems weird to me. And the way they're handling it seems to be intentionally to make it worse, not better. And I feel the whole agenda here has been to craft uh, the narrative around a need for body cameras, for cops to wear cameras. And when all the dust settles, that's what this is about. I'm going to take your calls. 1-800-WSB-TALK is the best way to reach me right now. I'm going to Alan in Atlanta. Hi, Alan. You're on with Monica. Hi there. Well, this is a really nice day. Um, I'm for body cameras because if you look at it from, from uh, a different point of view, cops get real nice when they know they're being videotaped or, you know, when they're being on camera. I, I honestly would like to see cameras in all government vehicles. I mean, how many times you, you've been on uh, a drive past a construction crew for the DOT and there are five guys standing around one hole and nobody's in it? You know, if you're a government employee, why not put you on camera? Let's just see how you do earn your money. It would also cut down on policemen doing uh, fishing expeditions, you know, to see just what they can find. You know, it's, it's actually putting the government on, on notice or on camera. I'd like to see how they act. I I hear you. I appreciate uh, the arguments in favor, and I I can understand why ha- having that kind of surveillance would keep cops in line and also protect cops at the same time. A lot of cops are in favor of it. I have some concerns, though. I'm going to read a post from a cop who also has some concerns. I'm going to get to that after 
uh, the next break. But my I have a few issues with this. One is if they're going to have all those cameras, it is my opinion that every single government camera should have a dedicated URL and should have live streaming over the Internet for anyone to see. If people don't, if we don't have the right to see that stuff, then they don't have the right to see it unless they have a warrant. I'm not just talking the body cameras, maybe for the cops to protect their scene, whatever. But my fear, why I say I want the live streaming is my fear is they will use that against us. I had somebody post on my Facebook page. We know they've edited the 911 tape like the George Zimmerman one. So they can manipulate that kind of information against us. And I have other concerns. For example, they are developing, have developed face and gait recognition technology in cameras. So if the cops are walking around with those things, they can just look at a crowd of protesters. And if not right away, eventually that stuff, they can identify you personally and put that in your record without even asking your name. Those are just a couple of the concerns I have. Uh, a lot of people are in favor of it. I can understand why. We're going to have a robust discussion about this. Uh, taking your calls next, 1-800-WSB-TALK, 404-872-0750. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. And this week's big news, what dominated the news, was the uh, unrest in Baltimore, the protests and some um, destruction, looting that happened after the funeral of Freddie Gray, who was a young black man who was arrested by some bicycle cops and put in a van. He was dragging his leg. He was screaming in pain. And a week later, after being in a coma, he was dead. And I'll tell you, other than what I just said, the facts are really not known about this case. Even the stuff you're hearing from the media and the officials, there's a lot of anonymous stuff, a lot of contradictions about what really happened. All of this got sparked because of the video that showed him dragging his leg and and you could hear him screaming in pain. Yet... The this the alleged uh, leaked medical examiner report that led to the arrest of these officers said that he broke his spine and died because his head hit a bolt on the door of the inside of this van because he wasn't seat belted in. So it's weird because the, the smoke that made us think there was a fire was this guy dragging his legs and screaming but the the actual fire was totally unrelated to that. That had, it was just a coincidence. I mean that, and that's just the official story, which I'm not even sure I believe. Uh, now there there are pictures of him in the hospital with like tubes in his face. He clearly uh, had a real problem, but he asked for an asthma inhaler at one point. So who knows what really happened until there's an official autopsy report with somebody's name on it, and yet. Uh, there's there are riots and arrests and everything resulting from this. And it seems to me that the whole thing is exploited by the media and the government to get body cameras on the police. And there are there are two ways to look at this question. I mean, I'm a libertarian, but I can still see two ways. If you want 
to make sure that the cops don't overreach, then maybe you want them to be monitored all the time. On the other hand, uh, I don't trust that we're going to get access to all that data and that it could actually be used against us, picked and chosen, um, edited. We are we do not have access to that to all of that material, and that can lead to trouble. So I personally am against it for numerous reasons, which I will get into. But I wanted to uh, re I want to take some calls 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. But I would like to read this post that an officer left on my Facebook page. When I uh, was talking about this show, this is what he said. As an officer, I'm all for body cameras, but it won't be the answer. In a deadly force situation, my first thoughts will be towards survival, not turning a camera on. If it's not on, people will call into question why it wasn't on. Then people will say we must have it on all the time. That's going to violate the officer's right to privacy. But let's assume there's enough support to force officers to keep them on all the time. Who will pay for that? especially at small local departments. I want to get to that later because the feds will pay for it and then you really lose control of your scene. And I'll give you some examples of that. He says, he goes on to say this officer, officers use humor to de-stress, which can often be crude or inappropriate. Since people are so easily offended these days, cops won't have that way to de-stress after a high stress incident for fear of reprimand for a joke. More stress will lead to more excessive force complaints. It's already hard enough to find quality applicants to hire or retain. Why add another strike against our profession? There are very few of us who are drones who simply follow orders, that will, but there will be even fewer in upcoming years if things don't change. There was a lot in that, but I think it's important to understand some of the nuances from the police side of it and also from me as a libertarian uh, being against it, but a lot of people are for it. And um, so I want to I want to talk to you about it. I'm going to TJ Indicator. TJ, you're on with Monica. Whoop. TJ, can you hear me? Yes, I'm here okay. now. Sorry, go ahead, go. All right, a uh, great point you had about uh, that they need to maybe live stream it. I, I think that would be great. But I can tell you this, I'm torn because I, I'm a gun owner. I carry openly, I carry concealed. And I'm very sensitive to the intrusions that the federal government, you know, has on our, our rights as citizens. However, I do realize that this self-policing that's going on by police forces, it, it's not working. There's a huge hole in it that, that needs to be fixed. And, you know, you can't have a police force that, you know, polices itself whenever it's accused of doing something. And even though you say, well, it's internal affairs or it's the DA that determines, well, they work so closely hand-in-hand. The DA supports the police, police support the DA, and they've got to have a a, a relationship that's, you know, that's pretty much hand-in-hand. So it's almost a conflict of interest any time the DA has to look into a police uh, matter when, when they're being charged. So I see both sides of it. And yeah, I can see the conflict of interest, and and I I've been reading a document called um, let me get the exact title. It's a big giant thing here: the President's Task Force on Twenty First Century Policing, mm-hmm. and it was written by three mayors or conducted by three mayors, including the mayor of Baltimore. Okay, and in it has a recommendation for citizen overview. 
of local police. And and generally, I would a lot of the stuff in this in this task force thing is like about um, really more like federal overview of local police forces, which also makes me nervous. But there is an argument that we could have more control over our own scene if we wanted it. Um, but don't you aren't you worried about them picking and choosing what we see? Like we're not going to get the the URL of live streaming. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I love that live streaming idea. Uh, but I tell you what, the, the the problem lies more so in their training, more so than anything else, and and not necessarily what they're trained and what they're told. And it's the method because I don't know if yet if you've ever seen it. They're literally being hazed. You know, recently here in Atlanta, uh, there was a death of a, of a police officer in training, you know, and, and they showed video of, I mean, these guys. Operate. Like the way they get pit bulls to be aggressive, you know, like right, <laughs> punch right. them in the face. Right, and, and the thing is this, I played the fraternity, and, you know, way back when, when hazing was pretty much the, the rule of the day, and I'm going to tell you, one of the only things that, that, that kept me in place or, or kept me there is the thought that, hey, you know what, I'll endure this because I know the per will be unto the person that pledges under me. And unfortunately, when you're dealing with cops, they don't get to pledge the next group of cops. When they are pledged, they put, go over and they, they're on the street. So the only people they can exact their, I don't know, revenge or, or any of that aggression that they, that they held when they were being hazed is the citizens to whom they're supposed to be protecting and serving. And that's where it begins to go overboard. And they have that adversarial, you know, uh, relationship with us instead of yeah. peace officers. I understand the problem there. And my reaction is that if we, I, in a way, you know, I think, I think just off the top of my head that the biggest problem is the judges who have allowed policing to skirt the Constitution. Yes. And, yes. and if we had just uh, obeyed the Fourth and Fifth Amendments, we would not have, um, we really wouldn't have this crisis. So I think the race crisis, the, the, it's not, uh, the racial thing is a separate question, and that the police thing is, um, is a constitutional crisis. I want to get one more call um, on this. Bruce, hi, Bruce, you're on with Monica. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? Excellent. What you got? Uh, well, I got, you know, a couple of comments. One, uh, I think the cameras are a bad idea. Uh, we, it's going to slow down the police. It's also going to prevent them from doing, doing a good deed. Let's say they got a homeless guy that they ought to be putting in jail. They got a body cam, and they say, you know, they can't tell him to get out of here. They got to arrest him. They got to send him to jail. I mean, look, Hillary came out the other day, and she said, you know, police need to have body cams. Well, why can't I get a body cam on Hillary? Because, you know, I can't even get her emails. Yeah, I that I have heard that argument. Um, I do agree with you. I hadn't thought about it, about the fact that when you start having total enforcement, I've noticed that about surveillance in general, but I didn't think about it for the cops. When you have total scrupulous enforcement of every little rule, I mean, that'll really make people crazy. And the reality is there shouldn't be a thousand little rules. There are like a couple of big rules. As a libertarian, I don't even think, I mean, if these guys just addressed 
if the laws were limited to uh, crimes that actually had victims and weren't so many of the altercations or the authority the cops have over especially poor people is they're not complying with like uh, auto laws that are not even moving violations. You know what I mean? Right. So they have all this authority and then they they. Then they get into where people want to run away because they can't afford to go to jail and they know they have a bunch of warrants and stuff like that. And if you and I do think that one of the big problems with policing has been to withdraw from the local community, from the police, the ability to use their good judgment, to want to give you a break. I mean, I'm not saying it's a good idea, but in the day. Uh, I, I had a friend who got a DWI and the cop just followed him home. You know, they drove like 15 miles an hour. He got his car home and he made, let him sleep it off. Now I, you know, that can kill people. So I'm not in favor of that, but you used to have a little bit of discretion at the police level. I know, I know a lot of cops and as far as I know, I'm sure there's bad cops out there and racist cops and all that kind of stuff. But most of them are just out there trying to do a good job and not get killed doing their their job and actually trying to help people. I just I just think it, it's real easy to be an armchair quarterback. But if you're sitting there in a in a in a situation, you know we're asking. Oh, I agree. Which is why the 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 guidelines I really want them to be constrained by are the guidelines in the Constitution, and I'm sure they would love it, because I've never had a cop call me, maybe once, there was one guy not too long ago, but um, who didn't really feel like their primary goal in life was to defend liberty and justice for all as defined by the Constitution. So I don't think we have an inherent conflict. I think we have a conflict in, in how this stuff is uh, organized by the political forces. So let's get into some of that. I still owe you an Obama clip about federalizing the police force, which just takes it to 11, in my opinion. Uh, you can give me a call, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. It is another beautiful day, and it's going to be another beautiful day tomorrow. High of 80, few clouds, and the weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. So uh, we are talking about the case in Baltimore where there's a lot of unrest about this uh, guy who was... um, Died in police custody. We really don't know exactly what happened. And there are a lot of issues. Now we're talking about cops all having body cameras. The feds are going to uh, re um, reinforce any local move to do that. They're, they have a fund set up. They're going to start paying for that. And what's more is uh, Obama was talking about ways to get local police forces to conform to his model behavior so he in his words he said he could not federalize the police but he could do some stuff to um, make it more answerable to the national system so i want to know from you do you want to 
Uh, are you happy with the idea? Would you feel like there would be more justice if the police force were something that came down from the federal government? Give me a call, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I uh, got a lot of great calls coming up to address the body camera issue, so we're not finished with that. I want to talk to Jalau, who says the Baltimore case is unique. Janine, who tells us that she was a juror in a trial where everything was caught on camera. So I really want to know how that came out. We're going to talk about that uh, coming up after the break. And you can also tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.